Hey everybody, welcome to the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jordson. I'm Mike Gamble. And I'm Nick Kinzel. And guys, we had a fantastic weekend at Auto Club Speedway. Awesome to see racing back in Fontana. But before we dig into all that, let's start off with our diecast of the week. Mikey G, what you got for us, bud? All right, fellas. Mine and Nico Suave's boy, Trevor Bain, returned to the Xfinity series. So I wanted to throw it back to his first ever then nationwide series victory. Texas Motor Speedway 2011. Let me flip this bad boy around. Oh. A race win. The GOAT. I got mine with like that uh, color chrome. The, I don't know what they call this finish. I forget already, but it's dope looking. Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah, like the pow- know- oh, powder coat is what it was called. Powder coat finish. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty right. sweet. I remember that race. Uh, he restarted third on the final restart with seven laps to go. Carl Edwards and Denny Hamlin were on the front row. Trevor took him three wide. Uh, down the front stretch and smooth sailing from there. If you're gonna go get your first nationwide win, uh, go beat go beat two of the best in the series at that time. Because that was when Carl Edwards was running the 60 car and was just opening cans and whoop ass on people. Denny mm-hmm. Hamlin in the 18. Oh man, that was crazy. It was still just so funny to me that he got his first Cup Series win before his first nationwide win. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't know yeah. how to he didn't know how to do burnouts in a nationwide car. Same uh, thing with your buddy Justin Haley. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, let's let's be real too. We've watched that race back probably three dozen times after a few too many adult beverages. Every single time. It's like, what <laughs> what race do we want to watch? Oh, let's watch one of, let's watch one of Trevor's wins. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, All right, Nick, do you got a diecast? I actually do. Oh, I man. actually do. Ah! <laughs> We're going to Vegas this week, so I have one Vegas-inspired car. It's Maddie D's Barstool car from, I think, what was it, 2019? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. This this is when Barstool came on board. Uh, he had a shit running in it in this car at Vegas. I think he finished like 25th or 27th, but still a beautiful scheme. It was still cool to see Barstool get involved for NASCAR for the few months that they did and then they just disappeared so yeah they did that and the pizza <laughs> car did. and that one Boy, car with clint yeah they did a clint's talladega car but yeah this thing is still a beauty uh might scrape the name off the car here though put dave on it yeah i'm put, <laughs> putting frank the tank frank on the here. tank there you there go, there you go. Okay. did you see Frank the Tank and Coach Dugs, they got arrested today for uh, for, for protesting. Uh, they were oh. outside Major League Baseball. Major League I Baseball. Did see that. I saw that they were protesting. There I was saw, a I didn't know there was a picture. There was a, a picture of the three of them. Jersey Jerry was there too. There's a picture of the three of them just sitting on the curb and cuts. <laughs> oh my god, it was incredible! Oh my god, <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank the, tank, the Tank and Cuffs. That's great. Frank, Frank the Tank's gonna single handedly save baseball. So, <laughs> someone's <laughs> got to do it. Someone's got to do it. It's gonna be him, <laughs> Frank from Commissioner. Could you imagine? Oh, that was actually <laughs> that was one of the signs that they had was Frank for Commission. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh my god, that's great. All right, guys, so for my diecast of the week, we are going to Vegas, so I thought I'd bring out a Vegas-born driver's diecast. I got Kurt Busch's 2016 Monster Car. This was actually one of the first diecasts that I purchased with my own money. 
Um, so pretty cool to bring out this one. I love it. This was before sewer house racing switched over to the Ford bodies. So still got the Chevy on there, the 41 classic. I miss Kurt in Stuart Haas racing, man. Monster cars can't be defeated, man. One of the best looking cars ever. Absolutely. Plain and simple. I love it. K I S S keep it simple, stupid. That's right. (laughs) All right, guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, like this video, and make sure to follow us on all podcast platforms. And guys, also make sure to check out all of our merchandise on Spreadshirt.com, all designed by our good buddy Dalton Good. All right, guys, so let's get into the show. Some top stories from this week. Um, It was announced that Vegas will have an extended practice time for 35 minutes. You know, it's a little bit better than what they were getting before. Um, And then they did say that it was to be announced if other tracks are going to have this, but it still looks like for now that they're still going to have the shortened practice. Um, So at least Vegas will be able to have a little bit more practice time with these guys. We'll be able to see what, you know, the tire fall off at least. Yeah, I mean, this is the right move. You know, we're coming into a brand new race car, which we saw the the shish show that was uh, practice this last race at Auto Club. So um, giving these guys a little extra time to make sure those cars are dialed in, make sure they're ready to race on Sunday, I think is the right move. We're still learning a new car. It drives way different from last year's car, as we're finding out. So give these guys some time to figure it out. Yep. Absolutely. And then it looks like Greg Biffle will be back running this race at Vegas with New York racing. Uh, This is going to be the real test to see if this team actually has anything to (laughs) prove. We saw them blow up at Daytona. So we'll see if the Biff's got something to prove in that 44. Spoiler. They don't. Probably not. Not (laughs) Unfortunately for the Biff. And then over on the SRX racing side, uh, Tony Stewart, surprise, surprise, he signed for another full-time season to run for the SRX championship. Matt Kenseth is going to be running three races for SRX, and also Haley Deegan is going to be running two as well. So, guys, it's going to be another superstar lineup for SRX series this year. I'm excited. It was fantastic last year. I'm sure it's going to be even better this year. Yeah, I mean, SRX was one of the uh, the pleasant surprises of the race season last year for me. Um, and add to that list, too, we already know Rocketman Ryan Newman is signed to SRX this year. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a kick-ass field once again, going to a couple new tracks this year, too. Um, I'm super excited for this one. I'm, uh, I'm really hoping sometime soon, uh, maybe next season or so, uh, we get a track a little closer to us and we can maybe make a trip for that because that would be well worth it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'd be cool. Maybe them to go to IRP or, I mean, there's a bunch of different short tracks that are around here that they could test out. So, I mean, sky's yeah. the limit right now for uh, SRX. Absolutely, man. They're killing it. Um, I kind of do agree with them keeping the, uh, the schedule a little short, keep fans wanting more. You don't want to overdo it too early. Give them a little chance to build. Um, they're going to, yeah, they're, they're the, the groundwork's in the right place for this to be a really another, another really fun season for them. Yeah, I'm sure bit by bit, maybe next season they'll have like maybe two more races and then maybe they'll have like, who knows, maybe a 12 race schedule or something. Yeah, who knows? Something like that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, guys, so let's get into our Fontana race review. Trucks were off this weekend, so we had Xfinity and Cup. We had A.J. Allmendinger leading the field to green. And then early caution, lap seven for Landon Castle. Tough break for him as he has an oil line uh, blowing up and he his car caught on fire. So tough luck for the colleague rookie so far. Not a great two first races for Landon Castle. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Unfortunately, colleague's not helping him out too much. <laughs> And old Trevor Bain goes on to win stage one. Guys, it looks like he didn't even – he's never stepped out of a race beat. car. Took oh. him five laps to, to get it going there. I All right, so here's the funny thing. So for the first stage of the race, I was uh, calling our last hockey game of the season. So I had it on my phone. So while the game was going on, I saw him – I saw him as he was going to take the lead and I'm just standing up. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just, <laughs> and then the, the camera person and then the person who was running like the, the tech stuff, they were just looking at me like, what the fuck's going on? Nobody's scored. And I was yeah. like, oh, more important stuff going on right here. Nick's uh, just real into D to D passes yeah. and regroups and two, one, two, four checks. He gets oh, real was fucking hockey so, yeah. I had to keep my cool there, but, uh, that was great. Yeah, he didn't miss a beat. Literally took him five laps, and it looked like he, he was just a veteran out there doing what he did. See what happens yeah. when you put Trevor in good equipment? Well, and then his picture goes and fucks him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what I thought was funny was, you know, he talked about coming into this, uh, his little deal here. You know, he's got to win however many. What was it like five races he, he needs he, to win he or said something? He needs to win five races, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bull fucking shit, bud. Five races out of what's he got a seven race seven deal? Seven race deal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But you know what? He won that first. I was like, oh, shit. He well, might actually be able to well, do that's this. that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, we got a car. And then I saw he lost 10 spots on that first pit stop. And then it's auto club. You can't – it's so hard to make up uh, spots there, especially at the front of the field on a worn-out mm. surface like that. You got to execute your restarts. But, yeah, after that, he had a – he didn't have a great stage two. He got stuck back in traffic. But he made it exciting. Yeah, absolutely. He put on a show all day. Um, then we had a caution on lap 43 for Ty Gibbs taking a spin after contact with Daniel Hemrick. Uh, oopsies. Well, <laughs> Not- okay, so that's, that's – you can't put that on Daniel Hemrick. I'm sorry. Uh, Ty Gibbs came up the track and tried to side draft him, and he wound up, he wound up hitting him instead, and you're going to go for a yep. spin when you do that. His car didn't get torn up. There didn't seem to be any uh, hard feelings there. So yeah, he took the blame, so that's right. good. Yeah, I was surprised there, to, to be honest with you. Yeah. So far, so good for Ty. Um, and then we had Cole Custer winning stage two. Um, guys, he was putting on a freaking clinic in this car. Yeah. Um, it looked like he ran the Xfinity Series all year again last year, too. Like He never skipped a beat, just stepped no. right back in the car, and that was that. <laughs> That's what that's what Riley Herb should be doing in Stuart Haas equipment. Because yeah. you can say he was driving for that Starlight team, but you damn well know that Stuart Haas Racing put that entire car together and they just slapped yeah. the Starlight number on there. So yeah, but regardless, yeah, like, regardless, no. that is like, what Riley Herb on. should be doing in this equipment. Is and where, did, where did he finish? Where did Riley Herb finish? Like ah. probably some dog shits position. You need to go out there and haul ass every yeah. single week, and we have not seen that. No. Well, and that's this is exactly uh, Brett Griffin touched on this exact same thing on uh, Dale Jr. or uh, Door Bumper Clear. I'm sorry. 
he even said too, it's like, if you're Riley Herbs and Cole Custer comes out in that same car, just like you said, Nick, prepared by SHR, like that's an SHR car with just a little uh, different uh, sticker package on it. And uh, Cole Custer comes out there and dominates and you do what you do. It's like, what do I got to do to get better? And you know what? That's a damn yeah. good question. Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, he's he had a full season under his belt with Stuart Haas Racing, didn't do anything. Um, and now here we go. This has got to be it for him. Uh, yeah. this year i'm saying this is you either perform i know the monster money is important to that organization but somewhere you just got to draw the and line he'll be moving up to cup and you oh don't say that <laughs> oh, no just wait dude he's got the money he is gonna be running That's... cup maybe two three years or whatever yeah. either him be... and Haley deegan he... are gonna take over that that is when i stop watching nascar is the day riley Hurts gets a cup deal at stewart hot <laughs> <laughs> he he would legit need like Austin Cindric esque um, improvement to have it, to be considered for a cup ride. That would be that would be like shit we seen way back in the nineties, or like Buckshot Jones would come in and be wrecking people. Off the road. That's that's the, Dude, what it would watch. be like. Riley just is watch. our Buckshot. Just watch. All it's gonna take. Riley Herbst is gonna somehow sneak a win out, and he's just gonna go on an Austin Cindric run. He's gonna win two titles in the shut series. up. He's going up the cup. He's going to win the Daytona 500. And oh. then she <laughs> Nick, uh, I hate that you. That hurts my brain to think about, man. <laughs> no, but for real, this is got. There's got to be somewhere you draw the line and you say, "I don't need this kid's fucking money. This guy sucks. We need somebody else." Here. I mean, I feel like at some point, like Monster just has to be like, all right, "How can we cannot keep supporting this kid?" Like even all those other sponsors, like GoDaddy, Nature's Baker, they stopped supporting Danica. Like they stopped supporting her at one point, and that's why Tony kicked her out of the ride. So, so well, and not just that too, the sports getting younger at every level of the sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Riley Herbst is far from an old guy by any stretch. He's probably five, six years younger than me, but my point is there's gotta be other guys coming up with money too. Um, and if you know what, if you're not performing, um, they're going to find somebody who will. And this day and age, there's going to be people out that are performing in lower series with big old bags of cash, just like him. I don't he, think he's a diamond in the rough. I think there will be more people just coming this, right behind him. Oh, yeah. All this kid has to his credit is two shitty Arca wins and Joe Gibbs <laughs> racing equipment. And that's still embarrassing. You think about it. Look at what Ty Gibbs does in Joe Gibbs racing equipment and the Arca series. How many freaking wins did Ty Gibbs win in, the oh, Arca, yeah. in his Arca career? And and freaking Riley Herbst has two of those to its credit. Herbst can't even do anything in a in one of the best KBM trucks. I don't know, man. This guy is just dog shit. I'm just sick of Riley Herbst at this point, man. Uh. Just a waste of a good ride. I mean, how can you go from nine wins in the 98 car to zero and probably the most DNFs in one season? It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. That tells you all you need to know right there. I love how this has yeah. turned into a Riley Herbst road <laughs> session. It was it was much needed. It's, yeah, no, very needed. <laughs> we, we, we all needed to let hey, off a little bit of steam. <laughs> you know what? Call it like we see it, baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. And then moving on. Uh, and then after contact with Brand- with Daniel Hammock, Brandon Jones takes a spin in turn two. Daniel Hammock. That one, that one was his fault. That one was totally his fault. He got, he got loose up Brad under. Kozlowski. <laughs> He got loose up under the 19 there, and that was just a big old, oh, oops. He's like, yeah, you, you're not my teammate anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know what I like though? This goes back to the Daytona shit too. Is this man is taking no prisoners this year? <laughs> oh, you think you're gonna lean on me and make me lift? <laughs> nope, nope. No, I no, love. I am loving the side of Daniel Hemmert that the I've seen. Phoenix first, is Phoenix has changed this races. man, and I love it's it. Changes, man. I cannot wait to get back to that track after Vegas next week. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> gonna be wild and then the bad luck continues for brandon jones as he brings out the red flag after slamming into the sand barrels what the fuck that was scary that was like he hit those sand barrels hard but i'm glad i'm glad he's okay but if there's one driver in the field who's gonna go and do that who's not named riley herbs <laughs> it's brandon jones well i he's mean no, those, two like but- <laughs> those two are but those two are shut up <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. Oh my god! I mean, if, if one of them's not wrecking the other, most definitely is. There's a proven fact right there. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and Ryan hey, Burgess at least the Three Stooges. <laughs> at least B. Jones whips out a win every once in a while. I mean, you got to say he's at least win. He's at least been a little more competitive than the other than the other part of that triumvirate there of greatness. <laughs> he's just he's so he's so lucky he's got Menard sponsoring him, man. Otherwise, he's done. He's toast. Oh yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I'm a little higher on Brandon Jones than you guys are, but you know what? Oh, we can all we can all agree he's on the right still, train. He blocked me for absolutely no reason, so he can just go fuck himself in my book. Probably <laughs> listen to this show. And yeah. all the shit I mean, it's the only the way. I've looked through all my tweets and I've never seen me any bashing Brandon Jones to. prior to the blocking. I looked through all my replies and everything. I'm like the only way he was able to find out is if you watch a show, but like, cool, maybe he's just watching the show. <laughs> not anymore. He watched the one episode. Like, not anymore, motherfuckers. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> All right, moving on, and then with two to go, Cole Custer. He was able to hold off Noah Gregson and Trevor Bain to get the win at Fontana. Damn, absolutely Ed. so close for our boys, Nick. God damn, damn. I was so close. Uh, Trevor, he made the decision on the last restart. He did not want to restart on the bottom because he said that there was fluid down there. So I gotta give him I'll give him that. But man, he what a day for this guy. He has not raced an Xfinity race since 2016 at Watkins Glen. Totally different car, totally different dog shit equipment that he was running back then. And he pulled out it, and then now here we are years later, and he straps in for the first time and he just Acts like it's another day in the office. He killed killed it. He did everything right. That is an awesome first race for his new sponsor, Devotion Nutrition. So happy that they decided to come on board. That car was beautiful around the racetrack. And I, after that performance, this guy's going to win a race. He absolutely Absolutely. So I mean, he ran third place at one of the toughest tracks, one of the toughest surfaces, and just whooped some ass. He won the first stage. So, hell yeah, dude. I'm he's, telling he's you. got a win coming. If, I'd say two or three possibly this year, man. And wait if, till we get to a track that he's actually really good at. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm wait looking, till. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, what, what are the tracks? He's at Phoenix next, but. Well, I think, again, he picked a lot of tracks where it shows the driver input more than the machine, mm-hmm. too. That's why I think he picked Phoenix. That's one of the reasons I think uh, Nashville was one of those. We saw what happened with the Cup Series there last year. Like, you got to drive these things on that track. Off right. uh, throttle time's huge. Um, handling that car and just being finesse in the race car was big. Um, 
not only are those tracks, I think Trevor can excel at, but man, that's one of those really show your skill set off to, you know, future employers. I'm just saying if that pit crew was on their game, I think this is a different story because Mm -hmm. Trevor, he even said it in his uh, post-race interview. He said they weren't able to make adjustments on their car because the adjustments that they wanted to, to get out front again, because they're so far back that his pit crew cost them at least 15, 16 spots on the racetrack throughout the day. They just, until that last, the last pit stop that they had, they actually gained on it and they actually killed that stop. And that's why he was able to get back up to the front. But had they have nailed that first pit stop and Trevor came out the leader to start stage two, they would have been able to keep making adjustments on their car out in front. And this could have been a whole different story, but I will take a P3 finish for my boy who has not raced Xfinity in six years. Yeah. I was about to say six years. Goddamn. Well done. Youngin. (sighs) Yep. If that's uh, if that's knocking the rust off, oh shit, boys, this could be fun. This is gonna be fun. I I cannot <laughs> wait for Phoenix. I cannot wait for Phoenix next week. Gonna be good year of Xfinity racing, boys. All right, let's move over to the Cup side of things for Auto Club. Uh, we had Austin Cendrick winning the pole. Just you know, still fast from the Daytona 500, showing speeds and qualifying. Man, who would have yeah. thought that? When's the Daytona 500? Goes back the next. Comes to the racetrack the next week and sits on the pole. That what that's crazy. I mean, I don't mean to brag, but I do that on Xbox like every season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I say no. Just yeah, absolutely. Uh, really impressive stuff from this kid. You know, I obviously stepped into a really, uh, really high end ride in the two for Penske Racing, but he's he's driving like a vet early. So um. Austin Cindric could be legit, guys. Could be really, really legit here. He really yeah. could. I already think he's a threat. Like, you know, he's already in the playoffs. So, I mean, who knows how far he could go? Yeah, pump the brakes a little yeah. bit on that. Yeah, hey, we'll nah, nah. We'll <laughs> we got we got a lot. Of, we got 34 races to go here. Yeah. Let's yeah, you, if we apply guys. that logic, then Michael McDowell is a championship favorite. I, I'm not <laughs> saying he's a championship favorite. <laughs> I'm just I'm saying he could go far. I'm saying he's round of eight. Well, I'll just I'll just say this. I think it's a very very good start to what looks like it may be a very good Cup career. Mm-hmm. What he does this year, we'll see. You know, early in the season, time will tell. The smart guys are going to keep getting smarter, making their cars better, and uh, we'll yes. see if the rest of the pack kind of starts to get better too or what. But uh, yeah, if this is the starting point, kids got a bright future. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about that. All right, guys, then we had early trouble for Kyle Busch bringing out the GFD for Dalton Good. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Busch spun with a flat on lap 15. Uh, that really sucks for Kyle. And then we had trouble for Chase Elliott as well with a flat tire after he made contact with the wall. Um, Tyler Reddick looking really fast in this race, guys, went on to win stage one. Um Again, more trouble for Kyle Busch uh, going to uh, to the wall, uh, uh, getting a flat tire again, and then Reddick goes on the win stage. Shoe guys, Reddick RCR really showed up this past weekend. I think racetrack. This racetrack is a Tyler Reddick racetrack. Mm -hmm. He rips the top, and he is he is dominate. He dominates tracks like that. Uh, Homestead, this track. Pretty much any track you can rip the, the top, Tyler Reddick is going to be a fierce competitor and a huge, big contender to win this race. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but something we need to not leave unspoken about is what is up with these tires already coming apart left and right. And then, you know, I understand it's pretty hard to get up under these cars and tow them back, but dudes are losing multiple laps for like innocent spins and Mm. yeah, getting DNFs on that, going to the garage. Something's weird here. Like I've never seen that before. Not like guys plowing the wall and, you know, the whole front clips ripped off or something, but like, Hey, tire went down, lazy spinner up six laps down. Like what is going on here? That's that's just trial and error, just trial and error with these new tires, new cars. They're just trying to figure everything out and, they they're figuring out they're, they're figuring out real quick. They got they got a lot of time to fix this, and I think they're gonna get to something where they'll be able to fix this. But could you imagine an elimination race in the playoffs, and you just have a you just spin and you you just blow a tire, but there's no damage to your car. You think you can rebound? Oh no, you're six laps down. Your playoffs are done. It's gonna be like the yeah. 2019 truck playoffs all over again with the engines blowing. Oh, oh no! I don't, God, I don't remember that? that. Yeah. That was right when they went to those Illmores and oh yeah, my God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they have to figure something out from things I've read. It sounds like the big issue is that um, because these cars are so low with the body, there's not really a good way to tow it. So um, that's the issue. But I mean, there's things that they could do. Um, not saying I'm trying to get rid of the jack man by any stretch, but if you watch any IMSA pit stops, they have the, the jacks built into the bottom of the car. Maybe they have like emergency sets built in for just this purpose here where, you know, you pops up and, you know, allows them to, you know, kind of jack up under the car or something like that to built in to prop it up. Or, you know, there's a million and one really, really smart people out there that work for NASCAR. They've got to be able to fabricate or invent something where they can kind of get up under the car to lift it and tow it a little better and make it a little more feasible. Because, got yeah, lazy spinners, you know, DNF in and going, you know, five, six, seven laps. And that's ridiculous. What's going to happen when we go to Martinsville and stuff when uh, something like that happens and they're down like 40 laps because they blew a tire. <laughs> right. And speaking of the devil, Tyler Reddick, he gets a flat tire, hits the wall. <laughs> and then William Byron, he gets loose and just slams right in the round. What an what, idiot. That was the weirdest fucking wreck I've ever seen. That was a really dumb move on William Byron there. Um <laughs> Just damn, Man, that really that sucks I hate for that Tyler Reddick. Yeah, Tyler Reddick was dominating this yeah. race. He was going to be in the catbird seat to win this thing. Yep. And man, that that just really sucks. But it really goes to show the speed that RCR has brought to the racetrack here. And with the parity of these cars, Tyler Reddick could be a front runner coming up. You just don't know what these cars. Uh, look at all the teams we saw up front in this race. So. It is a really good start to the season for RCR, despite the poor finish for Tyler Reddick there. He was dominant. Yeah, but you know what, Nick? Like you said, the uh, maybe the results weren't there, but you're seeing what you want to see. I mean, they're they're going to – if they can get some finishes, I mean, he would be looking really pretty to start this season. So the, uh, the process is there. RCR is starting to look good. So they've got a lot to be happy about going forward out of two races. Yeah. Absolutely. And then a big wreck for uh, Brad Kozlowski, Bubba Wallace, Harrison Burton. Tough start of the season for Harrison Burton, you guys. Uh, Big wreck at Daytona when he flipped and then ended his race early here at Fontana. So tough start to the season for the rookie. Complete opposite of what Austin Cindric's doing right now. (laughs) That was was supposed to be Austin Cindric's car, too. Yeah. If Austin didn't leave. Now he's smiling about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that wreck sucked. God damn it, Bubba. 
Um, just fighting the car all day. Couldn't get it where he wanted to go and took out a, took out the six, which you know what, after Daytona, I don't really feel that bad for you, bud. (laughs) Um, but at the same time, then you got old Harry B coming through just a nowhere to go. And, uh, Two for two, kid. That sucks. All right, then we had 22 to go. We had Larson and Joey Logano oh. battling for the lead here. Ding, ding, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you two have at it. <laughs> uh, they were battling hard side by side, and here comes Chase Elliott going three wide on the outside. Uh, I guess Larson's spotter had no idea that he was there, and – Larson moved up, <laughs> gave Chase some damage, and then there goes Chase. Bye-bye. No more uh, battling for the lead, buddy. But so, yeah, I do understand why Chase would be mad. But if you're trying to, you know, mess with him as he's going by, you're already a few laps down. Like, what are you doing? You're doing what you did at Bristol. You're not, you're not making a good look for yourself, man. All he did was get in front of him and make it, let him know he was mad. He didn't hit him. He didn't slow him up. Kyle Larson went right around it. What are we talking about? So, and hold on. Here's my problem. Kyle Larson, known dirt racer, where they don't have spotters, three races in a row going back to the clash, has now inadvertently or on wow. purpose thrown his spotter under the bus. I agree with you Daniel, there. <laughs> you want to talk about Daniel Hembrick not giving a shit. Holy crap. Yeah. Kyle Larson, first three races of the season. He's like, I'm the champion. Fuck all you guys. Kyle Larson, so, Brad Kozlowski, Daniel Hembrick, they're all public enemy number one right now. <laughs> well, and so I was, I was reading something that Larson said. I don't know if it was his post-race interview or where it was from, but he was basically saying he looked out like the A post out to his left to kind of see where Logano was. He was trying to come down and kind of slow him down a little bit. And that's right when Chase made his move. And by the time he started moving back up, he got there. But, uh, buddy, he was a whole wheel on your outside there. So um, <laughs> that's cool and all. If that's what happened, then then that's, take it like a champ. You know, um, throwing your spotter under the bus again is not really the best look. Um, mm-hmm. If I was his spotter, I think it's Tyler Mon, I'd be like, listen, fucker. We, you got like one more of these before you got to go find another spotter because this is getting to be ridiculous. I'm not going to take the blame for you every time because mm-hmm. um, he, he, he blamed him after the, the Reddick thing and uh, at the clash, um, the Daytona deal. And now this one, that's just a bad look. So um, yeah. well, who knows? I mean, not, this spotter did take the blame, too. Yeah. So, Which, again, I mean, to me is a bad look. Why would you do that? Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe he maybe Larson just needs a new spotter. Um, I just think he needs to stop throwing a spotter under the bus. <laughs> just, hey, just because there's a miscommunication, keep it in house, man. Come on. Right. Yeah. No that's need a, to me. That's a bad look. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you there. No need to publicly throw your spotter under the bus. But oh, yeah. I also look at the same time with Chase Elliott's history of just throwing bitch fits after he gets messed with. So I don't know. Oh, well, he responded to that in a. In quite the way by intentionally yeah. spinning out. And I mean, I, the caution. I understand you're mad. Yeah, that too. Yeah, we got a little <laughs> spin gate on our hands too. So I don't know. Chase Sully, he just he just turns into a little crybaby after he gets put into the wall. Man, I I'm losing respect for him. So hold on. All right, well, we're gonna back this up. Your teammate, uh, intentional or not, wrecks you going for the lead. Are we supposed to, oh, golly gee, man, this, ah, that, that, this stinks. It didn't work out. Darn it. No, you're going to be pissed off. That's the, the fact of the matter. You're going, if you're not mad when you m- battled back from multiple laps down, 
to potentially passing for the lead and somebody wrecks you, then you're not a race car winner. I tell you that much right now. Anybody be like, oh, well, I was racing. Yeah, you're going to finish 30th the rest of your career. Congrats, pal. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to be in the nine for uh, Hendrick Motorsports. And if you are, it won't be for long. So, yeah, that you should be mad. Anybody would. So, um, that being said, you know, again, pulling in front of his teammate, um, letting and still never touched him. Just let him know he was mad because it was a bullshit move, which it was. I just say there's a, a better way to do the same thing. A lot of race car drivers do the same thing. Yeah. So wouldn't be the first time we've seen it. Just still not over that bullshit he did at Bristol, but oh, that's man. okay. Yeah, that's, that, we knew that's the root. Yeah, it all goes back to, not. I mean, goes back to Kevin Harvick trying to make himself he's relevant. Got the history. He's got the history. Oh, let's not get back into that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's got the history. That's all I got to say. Well, or your driver wanted to make it seem like he's got the history to make himself feel relevant in his shit season last year. <laughs> One of the two. One of the two. Fired. Here we go. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically, Nine spun himself. Uh, NASCAR's not going to look into it because he's a golden boy, yada, yada, yada. Um, or because the SMT data already shown that, that it wasn't a self-spin. But, okay, we can move on. Yeah. They're, they're on his side, too. That's why. <laughs> um, then Kyle Larson, able to hold off Suarez, oh, Austin God. Dillon, the win at all club guys. Daniel Suarez was so goddamn close to getting He should not. Win. He should not have taken the bottom and uh, going down into three and four there. If he ripped the top, he would have been in the catbird seat mm-hmm. to win because he took the bottom. Larson got the run. It was game over. I am so tired of Kyle Larson winning races. Ugh, I, I'm so tired of it. But, hey, he's a champ for a reason, I guess. He's, getting, he's picking up right where he left off. But man, I, I was rooting for Daniel Suarez there. Oh, I yeah. so he was so close. Well, listen, we're going back to what we were talking about with the spotter stuff. This Larson's three for three already this year. At some point, somebody's gonna get him back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, whether you want to blame somebody, what whatever the situation is, I mean, intent be damned. At some point, you keep moving people, nudging people, racking people. Somebody's gonna get you back. It is what it is gonna happen. Um, so yeah. That's the thing about this race that, you know, phenomenal race from top to bottom. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, that's the only thing I left to kind of a sour taste in my mouth is then this fucking guy goes out and wins again. Mm-hmm. Spoil, spoil another, spoil another good one there. Uh, so, oh yeah. But you know, there's no way in hell you turn this uh, track into a short track after what we just no, saw. No, no, there's just no way. There's just no way. And then, yeah, there's people who are saying, well, the surface is 25 years old. They're going to need to repave it. And then it's going to become, uh, Michigan in the 2010s again. I'd rather suffer through f- maybe four bad races here before they can get that surface in mm-hmm. uh, than turning this into a short track. This is just such a great racetrack. It really is. And also, too, you don't know that that's what it's yeah. going to turn into. That's, the technology has come a long way since they paved Michigan. Um, there's, you know, we're not using fucking PJ1 anymore. They're using whole different compounds when it comes to paving these racetracks. Just because they messed up Michigan, which they know they did, doesn't mean they're going to repeat the same mistake. Um, This track, yeah, this track from top to bottom produces great racing year in and year out, multiple groups. That's all you can ask for from a racetrack is that multiple groups are competitive and that it puts out a good show. And this track checks all those boxes. 
Oh, and one little else thing to add. Anybody take a look at the stands? They look pretty damn. Oh, cool. it was packed. I was not expecting that, that for Fontana. That was the most packed auto club race I've seen in yeah. years. Yeah. So two times now we've been in the California market and they've uh, been slam packed to the gills um, with race fans. So you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Keep doing it, man. It's been awesome. Yep. And uh, I was going to say with them, like, repaving the track or even making new tracks, they use iRacing now. They use simulations of what this track could be. They'll make a track on iRacing, and then they'll test it out and then see, like, okay, it races like this. So then they'll know, like, you know, it's not going to be shit like what they turned Texas or Michigan into. (laughs) And here's my other thought, too. We know the property there that they have is massive. I remember they were talking about the short track uh, tracks of bringing in all these other things around, kind of like what Kansas uh, did with having all the different amenities and stuff around the racetrack. So why can't you do both? Is there some reason you can't also build like a half mile track or something like that also on the property? I mean, look at Chicagoland's little complex. So you got the dirt oval, you got the the drag strip, you got the speedway, um, RIP Chicago. Mm. but again this is one property where they have three different racing tracks available for use really you're going to tell me they can't do both there come on yeah no they totally can it's a huge facility but i don't know if they would do it so close together i really do think they want to expand to more markets so just don't don't, don't do this don't make this a short no track. no i feel it. like they have so many other tracks that they could just tear down and turn into a short track i mean Man. Michigan yeah. Speedway is cool, but I feel like that would be cool. Tear it down, turn Michigan into a short track. That'd be dope. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're going to do that. I think it's just going to be another one of those with Michigan. You know, they kind of got to figure out what's going on with the surface there. Um, mm. But, yeah, hey, at the same time, I'm all for more short tracks. So, yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick short break. Oh, before we end this. I got to give a shout out to my boy, Mr. DH, Daniel Hemmer. Dude was seven laps down in this auto club race, and he rallied all the way back and finished ninth, uh, first top 10 with Colic. So that, that, I don't, that's just a kick ass day right there. Seven laps down. That's, it's very easy to just be so pissed off, so frustrated, but he just kept battling all day, got some cautions where he needed it, took some very valuable wave arounds, and then, with the crazy restarts at Auto Club, he was able to drive himself up from, from uh, once he got back in the lead lap, he was 23rd. So from 23rd to 9th and within those last couple laps. Yeah, that's kick-ass day right there, Mr. DH. Yeah, I think this was the – I think this tied for the most cautions for an Auto Club race. And I think the longest green flag run was only like 19 laps or something. So – it was, it was just a caution-filled race, so Daniel Hemmer can really just thank all the tires falling off for uh, Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, you come back from seven laps oh, down. To finish I mean, in the top phenomenal. Hell of a day right there. Yeah. Phenomenal day for uh, him and colleague, except for Justin Haley at the end. Got wrecked on the last lap. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful things. You love to see it. Oh, uh, shit. It's all right. They'll be going back to Daytona soon, Nick. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll take a quick short break. When we come back, we'll be doing some Kinzel's Classroom.
right, everybody, welcome back to Stock Car Spectacle. We are digging into Kinzel's classroom. Professor, take it away. Saddle up, boys. Class is back in session. Welcome back to our very first Kinzel's classroom of the season here on the Stock Car Spectacle. It is one of my favorite segments to do. Pretty much our jobs here is uh, we're going to find out who gets the passing grade and we're going to find out who's seeing me after class. And uh, the list, the list from last year, uh, we might have some uh, returning candidates here just in the first week alone. So let's dig on in. So there we talk about the, this next gen car and the parody it, it creates 19 drivers in the first two races of the season this year have secured top 10 finishes and then uh, you just saw that auto club. Look at how many organizations were represented in the top 10. So for our first little part here, I'll ask you guys, who stood out this past weekend that deserves that passing grade? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I really think uh, Richard Childress as a whole, they looked amazing this weekend. Tyler Reddick, you know, he won the first two stages, unfortunately cut a tire and in his day with William Byron slamming into him, but Austin Dillon in that three car, he just looked good, ended up finishing second, almost won that race with Kyle Larson and Daniel Suarez. So yeah, I think uh, Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick stand out. They, they were the best of the best on Sunday. Both of those guys are on my list. They, that whole organization definitely deserves an A for their um, performance at the racetrack. Mike, who stood out to you this past weekend? So somebody who stood out to me, Ian, you already mentioned his name. I'm going to go with the nines of Daniel Suarez and Trackhouse Racing. Um, this dude has been fast both races so far this year and looked fast again at, uh, at Auto Club this past weekend. Um, you know, battling for the win, um, you know, really did a nice job. Um, track house racing is looking to be legit. They're building off of last year. Um, you know, we, they went out and bought Chip Ganassi racing. They're a legit self-run race car team this year, NASCAR team. And you know what? Um, if this is another one, like we kind of talked about on our review show, when it comes to Austin Sindrick, if this is preview of things to come for track house racing, man, this is, yeah. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Daniel Suarez bringing home that P4 finish. He was three laps away. Just couldn't hold off Kyle Larson. But yeah, good things to come for that organization, I think, this year. And again, that just goes back to the parody that this uh, that this car creates. And it just may, get, gets you wondering, like, is this what's in store for us this year? Are we going to see some new guys up towards the front of the field? And I think that would be so refreshing. You know, with the at the end of the Gen 6 days, you kind of knew who was going to be good here. Uh, once we got to the racetrack, but yeah, well, this is only the second race of the season, but look at how many new organizations, <laughs> different organizations were represented in that top 10 that we don't usually see. So if this is just some, if this is a sign for what's to come, we're in for a hell of a season. It's going to be a toss up every Sunday, man. Yeah. And I think that's just a, that's a huge success there for NASCAR. Like mm -hmm. this, this could create a, uh, a huge wild battle for the 16 playoff spots. If you got 20 to 22 cars that can show up to the racetrack and have a mm -hmm. shot to run well, they don't have to win races. If, if some of these teams can just show up and run top 10 every week, there you go. You got yourself a playoff spot. So that's yeah. going to make it fun. Some other guys that I was going to mention for the passing grade, I think you got to give one of the 43 car, Eric Jones, that Richard Petty motorsports uh, team that are, uh, petty GMS team, my mistake. Uh, they, 
they showed up to the racetrack, which is tons of speed. Eric qualified on the front row P2. He wound up finishing third, but he also led a lot of laps in this race. And if I'm not mistaken, this is a first lap sled for the 43 since Bubba Wallace at Bristol in the spring a few years back. Remember, he took the lead uh, for about 15 to 20 laps, but I don't remember if the 43 has led since. I want to say Bubba had a couple laps led in the 43 at some super speedways since oh, then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think so, he led some in 2020, like a day, okay. I want to say. I want to say, yeah, I want to say so. Yeah. But yeah, for a track like this, for Petty GMS, what a run oh, for absolutely. Eric Jones in that 43. Again, the parody, man. He could have a year. Who knows? I mean, uh, we know that GMS is already like, you know, a good truck team and everything. So who knows what they brought the table to, to Petty. So this could be a huge improvement for them. Just one win, one win for, for that organization, for that 43 car. That would just go miles for that team um mm-hmm. before we get on to the failing grade some other mentionables that i had i talked about it in our review show um but i think that daniel hemrick in the 16 is well worthy of a passing grade overcame adversity all day long he had a broken shifter that put him five that put him the seven laps down he just kept battling all day long rebounded to finish ninth uh, first top 10 for the colleague for that call, number 16 car of the season. And first top 10 for uh, Daniel Hemrick in the Cup Series since 2019, back when he was driving for RCR. Great ride for the 16. Mm-hmm. And then I also got to give it to another guy who was many laps down and uh, overcame some adversity, Kyle Busch. Uh, he wound up finishing 14th in this race, but let's be real. This guy spun out two times in this race, and he was five to six laps down as well, just like Daniel was, and he rebounded to 14th. So... Oh, the 16 the 18 yeah they were probably really frustrated inside their race cars but uh they came back for salvageable days i'd say another honorable mention would be for kurt bush he had yep. to start the race off yep. with a pass first, through and first he top 10 with 23 11 racing he ended up passing i think 132 cars <laughs> 132 passes throughout the whole race he ended up finishing eighth a phenomenal day for Kurt, just going back and forth, back and forth so many times. Uh, even Kevin Harvick, man, he looked like dog shit all day. He was, he was running seventh. Yeah, he was running top 30 all day. And then by the end of it, he was running top 10. I was like, oh, shit, we can actually yeah, get man. something here. So, yeah, those two overcame a lot of bullshit throughout the race to get a top 10. So those are my honorable mentions. Absolutely. And then the last one I had, Ricky Stenhouse in the 47 car that showed speed at Daytona last week before getting wrecked, came home with uh, his first top 10 finish of the season, and he also showed speed all day. All right, guys, this is this is my favorite part of this segment. Who is coming to see the professor after class? Who's getting the first failing grades of the year? All right, we'll start off with Mike. Uh, who, who, is, who is a candidate to get the first failing grade of, this, of the season? All right, I'm giving my first big old fat F to uh, Jonathan Hassler and the number 12 team pit crew. Uh, Ryan, Blaney, Ryan Blaney didn't have a single stop all day where he didn't lose five plus positions in a car that was a top three race car. He should have won the freaking race. He was so fast. At least should have been up there battling for it. He showed it at times. He was just as fast as the leaders, but you know, you pit from like third and you come out 14th. That's really not going to help you very often. So, uh, after the race, Jonathan Hassler took it on the chin on uh, on the radio and said, hey, my fault, you know, with the adjustments, this and that, that's what really killed our pit times, this, that, whatever. But 
<laughs> either way, I know, you know, they're still working the kinks out and stuff, but uh, you can't throw races like that away where you got chances to win. That's yeah. just tough, man. Shades of uh, Todd Gordon in that car throwing races oh. away. <laughs> don't don't bring that up yeah. to Mikey. <laughs> no, but listen, they redeemed themselves last redeemed year. So me and old Toddy G are good. So yeah. <laughs> all right, Ian. Ah, for my first failing grade of the year, I gotta give it to old Willie B. <laughs> I mean, he was looking all right during the race, and then Reddick goes in the wall, and then William Byron just slams right into him, ruins his race. I mean, you were doing well until you made that dumbass move, buddy. So I think this is going to be another mediocre year for William Byron. So we'll see. This is just beginning. yeah. <laughs> I I had William Byron uh, high on my list too. Yeah, thirty fourth place finish. Mm-hmm. Screwed Reddick big time because I think Reddick yeah. was going to be able to limp that thing to pit road without having to get on the tow truck there. So, man, well, disappointment. I also, for me, on my list, I have his Hendrick Motorsport team. I have Alex Bowman on this list, too. Alex Bowman, a 25th place finish at this racetrack. <laughs> and he went to victory lane here the last time we were here. So, I am sure he's disappointed. I know as Oh, I was happy because I don't like Alex Bowman, but uh, <laughs> so I would definitely put him up for a candidate uh, for a failing grade. He just, he was lacking speed all day long. And then I, I got to do it to my own boy. I'm giving Denny Hamlin uh, a lackluster grade too. Uh, Denny Hamlin, a 15th place finish. Uh, just had no speed all day long. Uh, the first, really the first three races, have ne- they suck for Denny Hamlin. You he was not good in the class before having that mechanical issue. He got wrecked at Daytona early and then a 15 place run at a track where I thought he was going to run good at. That's just, it's a solid finish, but that's not what I was looking for out of him. All just, downhill since Martinsville, buddy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, I was going to give a, um, an honorable mention failing grade to Toyota as a yeah. whole. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Kurt Busch did what he did to sneak into the top end, but he was the only Toyota in the top 10, correct? Yep. Yep. And then everybody else, Truex Tru- ran back. Truex Bubba. was 13. Bubba had his problems. Denny was 15. Christopher Bell finished dead last with the engine problem. So, yeah. Yeah. And you could even attribute some of those uh, finishes were aided by cautions and stuff like that because had it not been the race that it was, a couple of those Toyota drivers would have finished even further down the list. So, um, you know, not a great start to the first, we'll just say non restrictor plate race of the year, if you will. And, uh, yeah, Toyota did not look great. Yeah. Not- are, yeah. And you know what I say, bring Chase Sully to detention for that, uh, spin gate. Aww. That's bullshit. <laughs> I was going to put him, I was going to put him on my list, but I, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. This nah, week. He needs uh, attention, but who really needs he can to sit play. right next to all the crying 2020 Harvick fans. <laughs> <laughs> 2020, 2020. Oh, I'm great, sorry, 2021. Man. I'm sorry, 2020 was, was great, man. Who really I'm stuck in 2021, man. I forget it's 2022 already. All right, <laughs> who really needs to come see me is whoever is who really gets the failing grade this week. Is whoever was whoever thought it was an idea, it was a good idea for these goddamn Goodyear tires. They get, they're getting my failing grade this week. They're big old fat stinking at these Goodyear tires, simple flat tires leading to several DNFs in this race or leading to drivers going several laps down. NASCAR has got to fix this bullshit faster. You're going to piss a lot of people off. So whoever, 
whoever designed that Goodyear tire, um, yeah, come down and see me. It's not going to be fun. Yeah. They got a big old F for flat. Yeah. F yep. for flat. There we go. Yeah. But that was that was the biggest stinker of the weekend right there, minus Kyle Larson winning the race. I should just give him an F just for, for winning the race. I'm so tired of this shit at that point. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll give, I'm giving it to Goodyear this year. They're, they're the first failing grade, and they will come see me after class. And along with the, with William Byron, and I will throw Jonathan Hassler in the 12 team. They can come see me too. <laughs> we'll have, we will have some, some words of wisdom for them that they don't want to come see me again. So if you boys got nothing else to say, class dismissed. All right, everybody. We'll take another quick break. When we come back, we will be discussing our Vegas preview. So stay tuned. guys welcome back to the stock car spectacle and to end our show here we have our las vegas preview all three series are running this weekend with trucks xfinity and cup so we'll start off with the truck series race it is the victoria's voice foundation 200 201 mile race stages one and two are 30 laps each and the final stage is 74 for a total of 134 laps Last year's winners, we had John Hunter Nemechek in the spring and Christian Eckes winning in the fall. Um, some notables in this race, Ryan Priest will be in the 17 for DGR and Kyle Busch is back in the 51 for KBM. So there's your winner right there, ladies and gentlemen. So guys, who's your pick to win this race? Kyle Busch or the field at this point? It's Kyle Busch. It's absolutely Kyle Busch. <laughs> Barring a mistake from the 51, there's just – you can't beat this guy at a racetrack like this. Mm. He's had success here. He just has success everywhere that he goes. You can literally uh, – you can let the field take the green flag. You can start Kyle Busch half a lap back, and he's going to be inside the top 10 within 25 laps of that race. That's just oh, how yeah. – that's just what happens when Kyle Busch steps into a truck. So, yeah, I'm taking Kyle Busch. Can't really argue that logic, but I'm going to go with another Toyota driver. I'm going to go with our defending truck series champion, my boy, Benjamin Rhodes. Uh, Ben's had pretty good success here. He's got a win at Las Vegas in his career. His first truck win, if I remember correctly. Um, That's right. Got, a, you know, what, four top five, seven top tens in the last ten races here. He's been fast. Um, he's had start, really started the year with some momentum. Had a pretty nice day at uh, Daytona to start the year. Um, so, Benjamin is defending his championship strongly to start the year so far. Let's see if he can keep that momentum going into our first mile and a half track. All right. I like the pick, um, but I do think that Ryan Priest is going to be in victory lane with that Hunt Brothers pizza truck. Um, I mean, this guy always dominates when he enters that 17 DGR truck. So I think he's going to be phenomenal this weekend, barring – Kyle Bush. So, <laughs> he'll be dom- him, then he'll be a dominant. A he'll be a dominant second place runner. I yeah, can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. But, but yeah, something happens time, to Kyle Bush. Mistake me if I'm wrong, but last time Ryan Priest stepped in a truck, he won, correct? At Nashville. I think that was I think I, you're right. Yep. 
he might have gone in like another time or two, but I feel like every time he's gone in that truck, he has looked great. I mean, the guy is one hell of a driver. He's just in the cup series. He was just put in a really shit situation, but dinner line, pal, a lot of us were put in shit situations. In the cup series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. All right, guys, let's move on to the Xfinity side of things. We got the Alsco uniforms, 300, 300 mile race stages. One and two are 45 laps each. And the final stage is 110 for a total of 200 laps. Uh, last year's winners, we had AJ Allmendinger in the spring and then Josh Berry winning in the fall as he was substituting for an injured Michael Annette. Michael. It was phenomenal to see that one car in victory lane. <laughs> Um, and then some notables in this race. You got Ryan Truex. He will be stepping into the 18. <laughs> some, some notable that is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then uh, John Hunter Nemechek. He'll be stepping in the 24 for Sam Hunt Racing. So Mikey G, who you got to win the Xfinity Series race on Saturday? All right. So we just got out of talking about the trucks or the Cup Series. Some guys getting pub, you know, put into some shitty situations. I'm going to pick somebody that got put in a pretty sweet situation, really. I'm going with Josh Berry. Josh comes up, you know, runs some races here and there for Junior Motorsports last year. Going to run full-time this year. He's got two starts at this racetrack, and one of them's a dub. And I think he finished in the top 10 the other one. So talk about, you know, just coming to a track and getting it done. Josh Berry's been fast. Um, he's going to have some consistency on his side, getting to know his car a little better. I think Josh Berry's going to get it done again at Las Vegas this weekend. Cool. All right, Nico. Well, um, in the last three starts here at Las Vegas, this guy's got three top five finishes. And in the spring race last year, he had to play second fiddle once again in his career. I'm going with the 11 car of Daniel Hemrick. Man, that still sounds so weird to say the 11 car of <laughs> Daniel Hemrick. I, that's going to take some getting used to. But last last spring in this race, uh, well, his now called teammate, uh, AJ Allmendinger won the race, but Hemrick led 74 laps in this one en route to a sec another second place finish. That was probably the, my first heartbreak of the 2021 season. <laughs> um, but yeah, I the call cars they seem to run well at this racetrack, and uh, Daniel he's showing that he don't give no fucks this year after coming off that championship. So I expect him to be right up at the front, and I think. DH gets his first win of 2022 here at Vegas and gets redemption for last year. I like it. And what I really like too, South Point is back on too with his Xfinity yeah. and Cup now ride. That he's, too, so. now, that he's in, now that he's driving a Chevy again, he's got South Point back on board with him. Yep. So cool to see for Daniel. Um, so for my pick for Xfinity, I got to go with Daniel Hemrick's teammate, the guy who won here last year, Mr. AJ Allmendinger. Um, this guy has just proven over the past few years that he is just not a road course racer and that he is a threat on the ovals. He's a threat at every track now. So I really do think that he is going to repeat this year and get that back-to-back -back spring Vegas win. Um, end up in victory lane that, with that 16, and uh, old Chris Rice is going to give him another big old kiss. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> wow, oh, All right. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, man, that's Chris Rice for you. <laughs> All right. 
All right, let's move on to the big race on Sunday. The Pennzoil 400 for the Cup Series 400-mile race. Stages 1 and 2 are 80 laps each, and the final stage is 107 for a total of 267 laps. Last year's winner, Kyle Larson, Young Money in the spring winning it, and then Denny Hamlin winning in the fall. Guys, who is your pick to win? I'll start off. I'll go with Kevin Harvick. Pat, you know, past few years, he has looked really good here. 2018 absolutely dominated before they found out that them boys was cheating with the <laughs> rear window brace yeah. failing. But then I love it. The, still, the, still the best was when he won at Phoenix and the he, window. Yeah, and just point at like, see. <laughs> that also, was if I can add celebrations. Designing a part to fail is fucking genius. That yeah. was just Hey, that's hey, Rodney, that man. Extra. That's Rodney, yep. man. He, he's a smart, he's a smart dude. <laughs> hey, Kevin got the he got to keep everything. That was before they started taking away all the points and all the money and everything. So he got wait, away with you? wait, no, or was that the no, year that, that they was the encumbered? Yeah, that, that was, yeah, that was yeah, that, that was he got that one, yeah, yeah that and then Texas away and then Texas. Yep, yep. Yep, and I never got the Texas race with die cast. Yep. Well, no need to get it. Yep. Yep. That was the right. race where he took a picture with the uh, with the kid too, right? He yeah. took a selfie with the kid, and then yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> that kid's older now. He's like, I saw you posted like on Instagram of like a video of him like now, and he was like, it was so cool. I got to take a picture with Kevin. And I was just reading through the comments, and they were just torching this kid. I was like, oh man, <laughs> what this were they torching him for? Be like, oh, you you weren't with the real winner of the race and all this oh. shit, and just like saying it wasn't legit and all that. Like, oh, poor fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Damn Kevin, Kevin Harvick was just trying to make him happy. <laughs> All right, boys. So who you got to win the cup race, Nick? Let's start off with you, bud. All right. So this is our third points paying race here of this next gen car. Um, it's still th- going through some growing pains, but I think one guy who is, uh, I think that's going to be the key here to this West coast uh, swing is who's going to start to figure these cars out a little bit. And I think one guy who's done that, uh, relatively well so far is unfortunately the 22 car of Joey Logano. Joey Logano did win uh, the Bush class a few weeks back in uh, in LA and this is a very good racetrack for Joey. He's got two wins here, five top fives, eight top tens and then again like I said it, it's, it's time for some of these guys to start figuring these race cars out and I think Joey's already uh, figuring this car out pretty well so I expect him out front and I expect the 22 to go to victory lane. All right, not a bad pick. Mikey G, who you got for Sunday? All right, fellas, the obvious pick for me should be my boy Ryan Blaney. He's done everything but win here. There's a great track for him, um, and he'd love the redemption story, but there's somebody who's going to have a little bigger redemption story on Sunday. You done pissed him off, and now he's got to go to the victory lane. I'm picking William Clyde Elliott. going to drive that nine to victory lane. <laughs> I can't wait to watch Ian cry on the show next week. His old choicey boy oh, is rocking in victory lane, baby. Choice. Chase Elliott, victory lane. You heard it here first. We'll see about that. I think Kyle Larson's going to wreck him. And Chase Elliott's going to throw a bitch fit. He's going to try and wreck him and ruin his race. And Kevin Harvick's going to be He'll get away with it. First. He'll get away with it. Don't worry. He'll get away with it because he's the golden boy. Oh, oh yeah. okay. 
All right. <laughs> I think that's a good point to end the show there. What do you think, boys? <laughs> yeah, I think you've shed enough tears right there. We can move on now. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that will about wrap it up. You guys got anything else to add? It's the first race in a mile and a half with the with this uh, next-gen car. I'm, I'm excited to see how this is going to go. We got six 670 horsepower. Uh, under these engines this time uh, instead of the 550 so i'm expecting another great race here on sunday and i'm i'm excited to see if the parody of the of the top 10 keeps up like it did at auto club are we going to see some newer teams continue to run up in the top 10 i just think would be so refreshing to see yeah yeah I mean, and to build off of that, um, traditionally speaking, the, the mile and a half have been the barometer, the measuring stick, if you will, for what kind of season, uh, not only is the team going to have, but what we're going to see from the, the aero package as a whole. Um, traditionally, the, the 1.5ers have kind of made up the bulk of the, of the, the schedule. So if, you, if you're good on the mile and a halfers, you're going to have a pretty good season. If you're not, it's going to be a long season. Um, the schedule is a little more broken up than it's been in years past, but you still need to be good on these mile and a halfs uh, to have a chance at the championship. So this is the first one of the season. We're going to really see how this new car uh, drives and how it handles, what kind of racing we get. And we're going to see who's real this weekend. Who's got the mile and a half speed now uh, going to tell us a lot about who we might see come the fall time uh, battling out for a championship. So um, really excited to see what we have here this weekend. I think this is going to be a banger. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning into the Stock Car Spectacle. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our channel, and make sure to follow us on, on all other podcast platforms. We're on anchor.fm, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. Make sure to check us out there. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on there. We always post about when we upload our new shows. Um, again, make sure to check out our merchandise as well on spreadshirt.com. And that will wrap it up for us, everybody, for the Stock Car Spectacle. I'm Ian Jortson. I'm Mike Gamble. I'm Nick Kinzo. Take it easy, everybody. Enjoy Vegas.